Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. More and more cameras are becoming part of our daily lives, whether we're being watched over by CCTV, taking selfies or even cameras on our dashboards and are showing up all sorts of weird and wonderful incidents. But what about carrying a camera yourself? What about attaching one to your guide dog? What could that possibly show? Well, Amit Patel is a guide dog owner and he did just that. He joins me now. Um, Amit, putting a camera on your guide dog, what was the thinking behind that? We never initially even thought about putting a guide dog camera on the guide dog. It was only when we had a few incidences at busy train stations where other commuters would tell me my dog had just been hit by a bag or pushed away from, you know, from the sides, or, or people just barging through. And the only way I can realize that this is even happening is when Kika changes the way she works. I used to find that if she's had a bad incident, she would be very negative about doing the same route over again, especially on escalators, because I'm very fortunate that Kika is escalator trained, so she'll walk on the escalator with me and stand on my left-hand side, which then stops people from walking up or down. Um, and if you're on a busy commute early in the morning in central London, people are always in a rush. And 99% of the time, people would actually just wait behind us, absolutely no issues whatsoever. But there have been times where people have actually tried to barge over her, walk over her, push her out of the way. Um, and that will just stop her from actually going back onto escalators. So we thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice to actually have a camera on Kika and show the public just how hard she has to work on a daily basis? It might just open people's eyes and just say, OK, look, you know, we will wait until guide dogs have actually passed before we try and barge through. It sounds unbelievable that, that people would even entertain or think about barging past a guide dog on an escalator. Did it throw up things that you'd never thought of before? Oh, absolutely. So you have the, the really nice commuters who would actually just wait behind you. And then what I tend to hear is the people who can't actually see Kika, who start shouting from the top of the bottom of the escalator, you know, move on, don't stand on the left-hand side. And then you can kind of hear the trickle of people telling them that there's a guide dog. You know, if I, but then you get the, you get the response saying, well, it shouldn't be on the on the escalator, or it shouldn't be travelling at this time. I don't want to be at a busy busy train station at eight o'clock in the morning. I don't do it for fun. I do it because I need to do it. I need to get somewhere. But people just assume you're a guide dog. I know you don't work. You don't need to pay anywhere, and you're just you're just actually keeping everybody else from from getting where they need to be. When I first saw the story, I thought this this is a great idea because I'm a guide dog owner myself and I think I'd be completely oblivious to a lot of what goes on. But I think for, for many people as well, you know, that there's also the, the possibility it may highlight some issues that we report on a lot with people being refused access to restaurants, refused access to taxis. To yeah. actually have that on film to actually refer to could be pretty helpful. We weren't sure whether we should put a camera on Kika because the problem is I feel very vulnerable anyway when I'm out and about, not being able to see the dangers around you. I don't pull out my mobile phone. You know, I don't carry expensive stuff with me just because I'm an easy target. But so having a camera mounted on Kika that flashes a red light to tell the world, you know, here's, here's an expensive camera, easy to swipe. I feel very uncomfortable when the camera's actually on because I'm, I'm just making sure that nobody walks past and picks it up or takes it with them. I think what it's actually highlighted is fantastic. I think it's opened people's eyes. People definitely see how hard these dogs have to work. And the feedback we're receiving is fantastic. 
Now we also have with us Sarah Schoenberger from Guide Dogs. This is quite an amazing story. Is this the first time you've heard of a camera being used on a guide dog? Um, we know of a few guide dog owners who use cameras um, to film what they are encountering every day. And we realize that it can be really useful, especially to show the evidence and in prosecutions in court to show that evidence uh, that access refusals actually happened. However, we also realized that this is not an option for all guide dog owners. And really, in the first place, we wanted to um, prevent those access refusals from happening at all. So that is why we're here and continuing to campaigning for preventive measures such as disability equality training for all staff and taxi drivers. And also we're working with local authorities and local businesses to make sure that they've got their policies updated and thereby help to reduce the number of access refusals happening. I mean, some of the things which Ambit has highlighted, you know, people barging past the dog, perhaps even people not being allowed into taxis and so on. Is this something you hear of almost on a daily basis at Guide Dogs? Um, yeah, unfortunately, the experiences that Ahmed has aren't isolated cases. We found that three out of four assistant dog owners have been refused access from somewhere, be it a shop, a restaurant or a taxi, and that many more have experienced substandard customer service, especially in taxis and minicabs. And so that's one of the reasons why we are launching a new petition as part of our bigger campaign for disability equality training and also campaigning to raise fine levels if access refusals are happening. If somebody wants to help us do something and help reduce those incidents from happening, um, you can sign our petition, which can be found on the website at guidedogs.org.uk slash campaign. Ahmed, you know, some of the things you're highlighting here, as Sarah said, you know, a lot of this is everyday occurrences for people with guide dogs. Do you think that people hearing your story might, might make them think, well, maybe I should be doing something to perhaps record this more or perhaps even make them feel a bit more confident about reporting issues? I think you need to report it. I, I, I found that before I used to try and blend in into the background. I didn't want to be that, that guide dog owner that, that's shouting and trying to get people out of the way. But I find even in London, when Kika knows where she's going, I still have to encourage her just so people around me know that there's a guide dog approaching because she's very quiet. You don't know she's approaching you. And especially when we're coming around corners, just to vocalize that, we're, we're, you know, we're, mm. we're, we're here. You know, if you don't see us, you might hear us. I find a lot of people, uh, they've got their heads buried in their mobile phones. They've got their headphones on loud. They don't know where they're going. They've, they've got this set, preset route that they do every single day. And if you get in their way, you either get knocked over or pushed aside. You know, it's strange. I, I, as I said, I'm, I'm an owner myself. And one of the things when people say, you know, what, what do you think about obstacles on streets, you know, tables, chairs, you know, pavement, furniture? And I always say, you know, it's actually sometimes the public who are the biggest obstacle because, as you say, they've got their headphones on, they're buried in their phones, they're expecting that they're walking along and you're going to get out of the way. And that doesn't always happen. Although the dog is there to get you out of the way of obstacles, yeah. that isn't always possible. No, it's not. It's even even when you're when I'm on a train, I will I will get Kika Kika will get me on the train, and then all I'll say is Kika, find me a seat. And we like to sit in the um, the drop down seats because it means that Kika can then just go underneath, and her tail's out the way. She's not going to get trodden on. People don't have to walk over her. But what we found in the videos is people would acknowledge us, but not move. They will have their shopping on there or have their feet up on the on the seat. We found that. Pregnant ladies and old older generations have actually got up from the end of a carriage and said, here you go, here's a seat for you. You know, where some people just, they see you, 
but then forget about you. Amit, you should have some of these videos on on television for people to see because it is probably a bit of an eye-opener for for want of a a better term. Since this has gone out, we never really thought it would go this far, but we've had interviews in America, Japan, Canada, Europe. Um, Even even my grandmother (laughs) in India called me up and said that there's a photo of myself, Kika and the little baby on the front of the Indian Times. But you know what? Even having all of this, it's crazy. We were we were out the other day. As we were on the escalator, a gentleman telling me, oh, fantastic, I saw you on the TV. And as he was saying that, there was a lady trying to jump over Kika. <laughs> well, you never know, Ahmed. Perhaps with all the, the coverage as well, people may start to think and recognise guide dogs and, and maybe even yourself as well. You know, and I just hope, keep I hope, out your way. Hopefully, if it's good publicity, that's all that. All, all that we need. It's hard enough to kind of navigate London anyway. You know, we don't we don't need all of this. Sarah, just finally, and if, if people would like to get in touch, um, you know, whether it's to learn more about guide dogs themselves, get involved with the charity, or if they've had issues and they'd like to report it or take part in a new petition, how can they do that? Well, if you want general information or to sign a petition, the best way is to visit our website at guidedogs.org.uk slash campaigns, or um, you can call us at 0800 028 4348 or drop us an email at campaigns at guidedogs.org.uk. Amit and Sarah, thanks to both of you for joining us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you. Thank you. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.